There are 9 million Shipstead accounts right now, but what exactly is a Shipstead account? Why is login such a big topic? Why is data so important? And why do we call ourselves the user's digital butler? I discussed this with Ida Kristin Nordahl, who's a senior product manager at Shipstead Products and Technology in this week's episode. Ida, welcome to Shipstead Talks. Thank you. There are now 9 million Shipstead accounts. In Norway and Sweden, could you explain to me what is a Shipstead account? So at its core, Shipstead account is Shipstead's own login and identity solution. Yeah. And our users way to log in and identify themselves within and across our brands. It's quite an old product in the sense that we celebrated our 10th birthday back in December. Mm. Uh, so it's not something new, but... Uh, Throughout these decades, then, it's developed from being a product just used in the context of VG to being used across more than 60 digital brands. It started with, with VG. Yes, it started out as the VG ID back yeah. uh, 10 years ago. And then they first they onboarded Vectclip, and then from there it just expanded. I'm a digital subscriber of, of Svenska Dagbladet and Aftonbladet. Does that mean that I have a Shipstead account? So if you log in to Svenskan or the Aftonbladet, yeah. then you do that with your Shipstead account. Okay, so I actually have one. I'm, I'm yeah. one of the nine million then. Yes. <laughs> Great. With this, you gain access to the Shipstead ecosystem, you say. Hmm. What exactly is that? What's Shipstead ecosystem? A good question, Hugo. This has been uh, it's a topic in Shipstead for a long time. The way you can look at it, like we're not here to create an ecosystem, but the ecosystem is what happens when you put all these very many different digital services that Shipstead have yeah. together. Yeah. And from a user point of view, how you can see it, it is this universe of just a range of different digital brands um, that uh, are all there with the same sort of intent to empower people in their daily life and, and all of that, and that you use within your daily life or throughout your life, whether it's gaining access to your uh, newspaper or ordering uh, food on a Sunday or mm. finding a new car at Blockit or whatever. And this whole universe is the ecosystem. I read somewhere that you're supposed to be the user's digital butler. That sounds nice, <laughs> but it could, I mean, what sort of butler services do you provide then? The butler concept is one that it's sort of came out from our team and it's been, uh, it's a concept that we developed as we were sort of renewing our tone of voice because we saw that we needed to have this sort of mental model to go out from mm. as we interact with our users. So from that point of view, it became a very sort of, on a very detailed level, like how do we present the error messages? Well, we try to help our users as a butler would do instead of saying, Hugo, now you were stupid because you didn't understand how to do this, right? But then thinking of it in a broader context, you can see it also as a part of this ecosystem. And first and foremost, this butler is at the front door of mm -hmm. this ecosystem. And, and if you're able to sufficiently identify yourself, we help you opening the door. Mm -hmm. But also as you, you move across these brands and you want to buy a subscription, well, you're logged in and potentially you already have your card on file because you bought somewhere somewhere else. Mm -hmm. You know, we help you with that too. So I think uh, it started off very small, but it's a concept that in a way just keeps giving and giving. 
you brought some external brands into the account as well. How, how come? Yeah, Polaris Media in yeah. Norway use uh, Shipstead account, yeah. which stems from Shipstead having an ownership yeah, uh, exactly. in Polaris Media, uh, and that we collaborate in the advertising space. Which Bra- brands do you have within Polaris? There are a bunch of them. Bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> so there are like 20, 30 local newspapers okay. um, across uh, Norway. And then we have some pure external brands uh, that Chipstead does not have an ownership in, like mm. F plus an ebook, but that stems from Chipstead having had that before. So oh, okay. It's, so it's a legacy I mean, kind of okay, thing. Okay, it's a legacy. But yeah. as a Chipstead brand, am I forced, do I have to have a Chipstead account if I, if I have a login service? As part of the data strategy, Chipstead account has been defined as uh, one of these mandatory building blocks that brands should use because it's so essential and fundamental for us to be able to identify our users in the same manner across our sites. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, you can say yes, but it's always this debate, you know, does it make... uh, But does everyone have it then? No. No? And how come? (laughs) It takes time building an ecosystem, right? And the brands we serve now is all the news media brands, marketplaces, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we went live in Finland with yeah. uh, Tori, uh, one of our marketplaces there. Um, and then in the next uh, portfolio, there are also a bunch of the more financial services that do not use it for, because they have different needs, etc. So they are not actually forced to use it? No. But you would like them to? If it makes sense, right? I yeah. mean... Uh, um, we have this uh, sort of yet another sort of imagery in our team that even though we're a mandatory building block, we want to be a mandatory building block that brands love to use and that mm. they use us because it makes sense and it adds value to their users and to their business. And mm. we can help them in solving their problems. And if you have a business whose needs are different or it not met by our solution as it stands today, then... That's a discussion we need to have. Why exactly are we doing this? Is it we're collecting data? What's the greater purpose of this? So coming back to the story, right? Starting off uh, 10 years ago, that was really this, well, we need to have the ability to for our users to save their card on file, to ease their sort of payment processes as they interact with our services, right? But then over time, it's also become with GDPR and privacy coming in. Mm-hmm. Like having that account is also the key to sort of ensuring that um, users can execute on their data rights. So this makes it much easier for Shipstead as a whole with the GDPR question. Yeah. And the reason why it's called the uh, Shipstead account was also because it was rebranded mm-hmm. uh, when Shipstead became a data controller. But I think... Also, what really drives uh, the data question is what is happening externally in browsers and and Safari and Google, Mm. where this slow killing of third-party cookies, which means that if we are to sustain and have a direct relationship and dialogue with our users, they need to log in because that's the only way in which we can properly yeah, identify I think you have to, uh, to, to explain that, Mason. Yeah. Slow killing of third-party cookies yeah. sounds so rough, but, but who are the third-party? I mean. <laughs> Essentially, what that means is that in order for us to know you, Hugo, and how you interact across our different services, mm-hmm. and for us to then be able to 
give you the best experience that we think you can have based on our understanding of your needs, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. We cannot do that unless you log in. Then we're sort of, we'll end up in the blinds and mm-hmm. not know what you're up to and what you do and what you need. So it becomes this, that's the timing aspect of it and why we're talking so much about blogging nowadays is, yeah. is a lot from these external factors that just for us to be able to have that direct relationship with our users and understand how they use us and how we can best give them as good products as we can. Yeah, mm. that's the, the upside, I guess, the flip side. Yep. You get better ad experience as well, right? Collecting data is a fundamental and understanding your needs yeah. is a fundamental part of the segmenting within an advertising business. Yeah. But then you as a user can, of course, choose whether you want that data to be used for targeted ads. And you can improve the products in, yeah. in general, I guess. Yeah. And just doing analytics, you know, doing testing and understanding how uh, how users behave if you want to test a new feature over time. Mm. Uh, that becomes really hard unless we have users that are logged in. This thing about keeping people logged in, I guess mm. this is whose responsibility is it? Is it yours or is it the actual brand's? So from a technical point of view, if you have logged in, Hugo, and you want to stay logged in, uh, then it ships the account's responsibility to ensure that that login session persists. Mm. Uh, But it's the brands that are responsible for ensuring that you actually have a reason and that you want to log in in the first place Mm. and that you find it reasonable to stay logged in. So that's really the, the, the division. Back to my first question or something that I really didn't really understand that I was I had a Shipset account, yeah. uh, but I am a subscriber of Aftonbladet and Svenska Lollet. Is mm. that a problem, would you say, that I didn't really get that? Well, I guess the question is, is it a problem for whom and in yeah. what context? <laughs> and I guess whether you find that problematic is a bit up to you to assess. Yeah. Uh, my hint would be maybe not. Not really, no. <laughs> because you got access to your subscription and you're happy. You managed to do the job that you wanted to do. Is it problematic from a ships that account point of view? Yeah. I would say yes, because if you don't fully understand that you interact with something that is bigger or different than Svenskan or Aftonbladet mm. uh, when you log in and you're in that state... Then also when you go to block it, then you yeah. don't recognize, I would believe, that you can there also use your Shipster account to log in, which would at least make your perceived uh, impression of the friction to mm. enter block it in a logged in state higher than it necessarily is. Mm. But then also from a Shipstead point of view, mm. with our data strategy uh, and the key to this making us greater than the sum of our parts, mm. that we can... Uh, share and use data across brands to do that in a privacy compliant manner. We Mm. need to do what we can to ensure that our users understand that full context and how we use and leverage the information about how you interact with our products across Shipstep. Nine million accounts today. Yeah. What are you aiming for? Well, now we're in the process of establishing our foundation in Finland. Yeah. Uh, with the onboarding of Tori, we'll be migrating some two and a half million accounts in Finland as well. Yeah. And then 
we're also in dialogue with, let's see what happens with Denmark as, as ships that have, have acquired um, uh, marketplaces there as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. The ships that says sometimes that they're, they're <laughs> at war with Facebook. They have one and a half billion or how many are Yeah. Well, we're not going to take over the world. <laughs> <laughs> Just Scandinavia. <laughs> yes, we're focusing Northern on the Europe. Nordics. Yeah. Mm. Great. Thank you so much for coming to Ships That Talks. Thank you for having me. This podcast was brought to you by Ships That Employee Branding Team. My name is Hugo Rienberg and producer was Jens Back.